Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. You know, at a time when deaths from drug overdoses are on the rise, there's a new effort to help keep people from getting hooked on prescription opioids in the first place. Uh, The CDC has released data reporting that more than 93,000 people died from drug overdoses in 2020. That's almost 30% increase from 2019. Well, here to talk now about the role that non-opioid options can play in the surgical setting to help prevent opioid addiction before it starts is orthopedic surgeon from Orthopedic Associates in Houston, Texas, Dr. Alan Rector. Thank you, Dr. Rector, for joining us here on the program. Oh, thank you for having me. An orthopedic surgeon, give us a brief look into your area of expertise, and then let's talk about why people get hooked on opioids from uh, surgical procedures. Well, sure. Well, orthopedics deals primarily with uh, muscles, bones, joints, the skeletal system. So, uh, everything from uh, sports medicine to joint replacement, uh, carpal tunnel surgery, bunions, those type of things. So we really take care of patients from, uh, we say, cradle to the grave. So from, uh, you know, one-day-olds that have club feet to 100-year-olds that, that need hip replacement or have a fractured hip, we, we do all that type of work. We're tackling the ongoing opioid epidemic and the national COVID-19 pandemic. As a surgeon, what do you think can be done about either or both? Well, clearly COVID, uh, you know, the, I think the best advice is to get vaccinated. And uh, so that's, that's been mm-hmm. the byline, and I think that that's true. Uh, from the opioid crisis, and this was really, you know, before COVID last year, this was the headline day in, day out, and it's been knocked off its perch basically based on, on COVID. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still, as you read earlier, the numbers are just uh, unbelievable on the deaths and the problems with it. So, you know, as a surgeon, my my issue is that I'm on both sides of that problem. I'm, I'm doing surgery and surgery causes pain and then I'm prescribing pain medicine to address the pain. But you really have to be part of the solution as well. So, you know, with 50 million surgeries to be done in the United States annually, you're talking about a lot of pain pills. Two thirds of the patients out there fill a prescription and 80% of those patients have extra pills over at the end of the day. So anything that we can do to try to lower those numbers is a big win. So what is the main challenge in post-operative pain management? Is addiction the only drawback that we see? Oh, of course. I mean, I mean, you know, using the opioids, there's side effects that patients just, uh, you know, have an issue with constipation, nausea, dizziness, all the things driving under narcotics. And there's a million different things that you worry about with that. But you know, the the whole key, though, is that surgery hurts. And when you talk about the challenge, you're dealing with something that hurts. So you have to try to find a way to uh, be able to decrease that. And what we really learned was that the reason why it's so painful initially, there's a 72-hour inflammatory window that happens after a surgery. People experience that when they go to the dentist and they expect to see something swell. And, and that's what they would expect for two to three days. But that really happens all over the body. So we really had fairly good local anesthetics that were good for the first 12 to 24 hours. But the problem was we had this gap where we just didn't really have anything too good for the 72-hour inflammatory window, which was going to occur. So that was where they were using the opioid medicines to, to deal with it. So right now we have something that actually can, can bridge that gap. Well, let's talk about this latest development. So the, uh, there's a, a new product made by Heron Therapeutics called Zen Relief. Uh, I'm in partnership with uh, Heron Therapeutics. It's an incredibly... A great new medicine uh, that is a combination of a local anesthetic with a anti-inflammatory. It's not an opioid itself. It's something that's not in pill form. It's not an injectable form. It's done at the time of surgery. So when patients are having their surgeries, and and the FDA gave indications earlier this year to be used in a total knee surgery, uh, bunion surgery, and hernia surgery. So anybody undergoing those procedures at the time of the procedure, this is instilled in the joint, let's say, or in the area of the hernia. And what it does is it mitigates that inflammatory response. So the reason why they need the pain medicine in the first place is to try to get through that. 
this really mutes that so well that the patients really don't have the same uh, same pain that they were having before. And, and I've found even personally that patients come to the hospital or come to the office rather after a knee replacement didn't take any pain pills. So, you know, really was uh, pretty incredible. And, it, and if you, you talk about things like that, you're always going to talk about the good with the bad, right? So, you know, potentially with medications in general, there's always some potential side effects. Interactions that people may have or allergies to local anesthetics. It's well known that uh, anti-inflammatories have some potential GI or cardiovascular issues. But but in general, the two medicines that were used in this one particular product uh, have been on the market for over 20 years and, and are extremely safe. Now, you say it's not in pill form. It's not an injectable. It's implanted at the time of surgery. Is it a time-release type of uh, component or pack or something? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it actually looks like a, more of a honey kind of a consistency. Uh, so when you do, let's say, in a knee replacement, you do the entire procedure, you finish, and at the very end, Right before you're ready to close, it's it's uh, it's a needleless applicator. You just spread it inside the joint itself, and then you just suture up and close just like you normally would. There's a proprietary polymer that's in there that was developed by Heron that breaks down over that 72-hour period. So it's delivering that medicine over that three-day period when you really need it. And then after that, it dissipates and is absorbed by the body. Anything that's left over? No, none whatsoever. It breaks down after the 72 hours into uh, into components that are excreted by the kidney. Uh, and it's out of the joint at that point in time, and it's done what it needed to do. So you say patients come back in, and they they had to take no pain pills or injections whatsoever for that particular surgery. If we're talking just a simple knee replacement because of joint deterioration, or if we're talking because of of an accident, a a trauma that has taken place to an otherwise healthy knee. Well, potentially the inflammation seen with everything you just mentioned, but from the indication standpoint, it's it's really been released to be able to use in total knees, uh, hernias, and bunions. But it, when you're dealing with different varieties of total knees, you have some patients that have crazy, uh, you know, deformities, really bad bow legs, revisions, and scenarios like that. But the the whole key is that inflammatory response is to be expected with any of those procedures. So this really has effectiveness as a result of those in those procedures in particular. This should signal a major change in the uh, post-operative pain management space. Uh, what are your thoughts on how this is going to kind of uh, shift the paradigm? Yeah, I mean, the major change is that it knocks out pain. So to have a patient go through a procedure and not have to take uh, pain medication or, or minimize the number is a big win. And again, when you're dealing with numbers where 50 million surgeries or 1 million knee replacements a year being done in the United States, if you can really get patients from going from 60 to 90 pills down to less than 10, then it's a, it's a huge win. It's highly successful. And is there an age limit as far as this procedure can be used? So no age limit in particular, but you'd imagine most of the knee replacements are done in, in fact, we were just talking about this earlier. It used to be where you had to wait until you're 60, 70 to try to get it done. Uh, the knee replacements have gotten so good where the implants can now last 20, 25 plus years where they used to last only 10 to 12. So there are patients in their 30s, 40s, 50s that are undergoing knee replacements. So it's not really uh, it's specific as far as regards to the age. It's more specific in regards to the type of procedure that's being, uh, that's being done. What other factors would you like to uh, add for our audience? Well, I, I think the fact mostly is that as a surgeon, your job is to deliver uh, results. And if you have someone that's miserable through the surgery, that's not really the experience that you want them to have. So, you know, using a product such as this that allows them to be able to get to a procedure and, and do it well and have better range of motion because they don't have so much pain and those type of things, that's really what we want to see. So if anybody's really considering undergoing one of these procedures, then it would make sense to talk to their doctor. Also, it's available. There's information and prescribing uh, information available on the internet at, uh, at zenrelief.com, and it's uh, spelled D-Y-N-R-E-L-E-F.com. Dr. Rector, I appreciate you joining us here on the program this morning. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having me. 
You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Alan Rector. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.